0: hello you guys it is simone faith here at 252 beauty supply located in moyak north carolina today is saturday the 13th we are moving through august guys before you know it we will be in the holidays i want to respond to an email you guys that i received today about a young lady or it could be a young man i don't know they didn't really leave a name but they were asking me about um I'm working and why do I feel working is just over being broke? Okay, so listen to this, you guys. I have a job. I have a job. Okay, but I wear multiple hats. Okay, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I have children, I run this business, and I have a job. I have people who I have to answer to. So a job is just over broke, but I'm not telling people to go out and quit their job. I haven't quit mine. I'm telling you to get in a position. Where you are a bit more stable and you can make your money work for you, which is what I'm doing. When I first had a job, I didn't have a business, you guys. Okay. I just had a job. So I was going in, I was working for someone else to make them rich and to build their businesses and their brand. The problem with that was I had nothing. At the end of the day, I would come home tired, beaten. I mean, I couldn't do anything. I just had no time for anything. The job became my life. So I stepped down. I'm no longer a store manager. I decided to be an assistant because as an assistant, then I don't have to worry about all of the um people that I work with calling me saying, hey, Simone, where is this? Or if somebody call out, I'm not the first person who has to come in. So I decided to step down. Now, when I stepped down and this is after My first job in Elizabeth city, let us go. You guys, I came up with the concept of opening a business, but I still needed to get out there and go work. Okay. I haven't received any traditional loans. I haven't received any grants and listen, it's nothing wrong with that. You guys, if you could get loans, then go ahead. If you could get grants, then go ahead. Now, I decided to fund my, bu- my business or my 401k, my husband and myself. That is how I have been funding my business. Now the business finally generated enough money to kind of take care of itself. And why am I still working? Because I need to make sure that the business could fully take care of itself. And I'm also in preparations to open a second location. All while I still work a job. Now, that doesn't mean I will be working the job for 10 years or something crazy like that. But hey, the fact is that I can work, I can have employees, and that is what I'm doing, right? Right. So if for some reason the business doesn't make what I wanted to make, then hey, I know that with my job, I have enough money to go out and buy that product, and that's what I'm doing. And it allows me to turn over a lot of income in a little bit of time. So guys, that is what I do. And to the person who asked me, a job is just over broke. Most of us who have jobs, that's what we have, just over broke jobs. Because after you pay your bills and you do this, you may have enough money to, to put gas in your car to wait on your next two week check. And it is a wait, right? It is a wait, you guys, because if you have real bills and you have children and you have all these things to do... uh Your paycheck looks a little bit thinner before the end of the month, every month. And what I'm telling people is, it is nothing wrong with a job, nothing. If you are happy in your current situation, by all means, disregard what I am saying, because it's nothing wrong with that. Business is not for everyone. Business is not easy. It simply is not easy. I want to read you guys something also, too. Now, you guys know I am a big book reader, and I went to a, a bookstore in Chesapeake. It's called the Book Exchange, so if you guys live out here in Virginia or you guys are in North Carolina, get there. The books are relatively cheap. You know, what, whatever their MSRP price is, they pretty much slash it in half. Example, if a book is $30, you might pay $15 which is a very good deal. The books are in pristine condition. I mean, and the people that work there, the one in Chesapeake, they were wonderful, okay? Uh, They get up, they show you where everything is. I really like that. They're very helpful. This was my first time in this bookstore, but I am a bookstore person. And I love Barnes & Noble. Goodness, I couldn't even get it out of my mouth, you guys. I love Barnes & Noble, but the problem is their books are so damn high. You know, you don't always have, 40 or 50 dollars to splurge on one book you know i get it i understand but hey if i can get the same value and i'm able to save money then why not go there this is why we have competition and this is why some of the big companies are closing down because you can go someplace and get the same value almost at the same price not always the same customer service so i'm really big on customer service um if this little small business wasn't customer service focused then i probably would not go there but they are excellent i really love their customer service which is one of the few places because you guys you know i get on here and i talk about people customer service now let me tell you something about this book uh if you guys are readers um it's by one of the authors who wrote that book who moved my cheese um the name is spencer johnson medical doctor this book is fantabulous and i recommend that you guys get this book for your business because it will help you understand the peaks and the valleys. Okay, peaks is when you're doing good. Valleys is is when you're disgusted and everything that could go wrong go wrong. And basically what he's saying in the book is, hey, it's all in how you think. So if you think some of those other books are BS, no. Everyone is saying that it. it's all in how you think. Meaning this, you are going to have valleys in your life. Everybody who is living have valleys. And you're going to and you're going to have moments that are awesome but it's how you think in those valleys. Let me give you an example that he said in the book, which I really resonated with. You ever worked at a job and then, you know, everything is like going good at your job. You've been promoted, blah, blah, blah. Everything's going great. You're making good money. But then maybe a year later, your job is upside down. They have decided that they're going to downsize and you are one of the folks that's losing your job. Um, yesterday you was working, you was making great money. Today you came in and they let you go. Now it's all in how you look at it. Now, of course, your natural reaction, if you have bills, family, taking care of your wife or your husband is like, damn it, these fools then fired me. What am I going to do? Instantly, that's a human reaction that we all have. And instantly you start thinking, where can I work? Where can I get a quick job? My rent is due, blah, blah, blah. I got this, I got that, right? But maybe if you took the time to change your thinking and and, and, and instead of saying that, which is all true, but why not say, well, you know what? This is a good thing they fired me. This has allowed me, maybe I could do something else. I mean, because who knows, somewhere down the road, Maybe you still would have lost your job. Maybe even if the company wasn't doing bad, maybe you still would have lost your job. But this is an opportunity for you to do something better or to step into another position that even pays you more. Maybe it's even closer to the house. I'm just saying, you guys, change the way you view your circumstances. When you wake up and things are not as they seem, you could either go with it, and that means get on the boat of negativity, or you could completely change that and get on the boat of positivity. And that doesn't mean you have to go around and be a happy clown. What that means is change the way you think about your situation and you won't be in your valleys as long. And if you keep a positive mindset, you may even be in your peaks even longer. This is an excellent book, you guys. And, you know, I don't know what compelled me to pick it up except God, because this is a a wonderful book. His book, Who Moved My Cheese? That book was so important. And it was such a great read about persistence, right? That I even have had my children read it. And when I find a book that's this great, I want my kids to read it. Because as I tell you guys, the difference between rich and poor people is education and entertainment. You know, somebody who cares about their schooling constantly educate themselves way after they have finished high school or college. I am 50 and I love to read a book. And it's nothing like picking up a physical book and reading it. Not reading online, killing my eyeballs with that blue light or white light, whatever that light is that hurt my eyes. It is nothing like picking up a book and reading the book cover to cover. You guys, we have to get back into that. And when you're out and about, in your day and you're stopping at mcdonald's and taco bell and you're going to waste money waste money on your mind which really is an investment because at the end of the year if you guys have businesses you could write these books off that you bought because it was for your business and for your employees you know this is all a part of training and if you have employees give them material to read that can only help them and help your business. I tell you about this book because I believe I've only read 36 pages, and in the 36 pages, I've been utilizing this though for maybe the last two to three years, which is why I believe my life has shifted and took a different direction. Because as long as you know, I was handling my life wrong wrong more wrong things happen it seemed like like you know if you get out the bed you stump your toe it looked like it's just downhill from there everything that could happen happens you know you break a button on your blouse your zipper won't zip up you waste the coffee on you you get in the car the car won't start or the car is acting up you get mad at the car or how about you leave you know you woke up late you're rushing and then all of a sudden you get in freaking traffic and it's at a standstill so you know you're gonna be late but you are kind of creating this because you are already thinking of the worst possibility that could keep happening in your life. Think about it. How many times have you went out there and you're hoping traffic is not busy and you, uh, traffic is busy? So guys, I'm just saying, get this book, Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. This is also the person who wrote that best selling book, Who Moved My Cheese? And I mean, it's a quick read. So if you're one of those folks who say, Oh, Simone, I don't really like to read, or, you know, I, I don't like big books, it's 109 pages. You can literally read half on your break, your lunch break. If you run your own business and it's slow, instead of turning on Netflix or Hulu, read the book. Maybe before you go into work, take I mean get to work an hour early, sit in your car, have your coffee, read your book and fill your mind with um educational benefits because that's what I call them, educational benefits and it can benefit you guys. So, one of the things that I wanted to read because after every page, he kind of have like a quote. And what I like about these quotes is you can transfer these quotes to index cards. I am big on positive motivation you guys sometimes as i tell you guys you are the only one that is going to motivate you so you have to motivate yourself in every way you can okay so one of the things that he's saying this book is between peaks there are always valleys how you manage your valley determines how soon you reach your next peak okay now that's something to think about. Remember, I tell you guys peaks are the ups, valleys are the downs. So think about that. Between peaks there are always valleys and it is. I don't care how things I don't care how good things are going in your life. Something is always amiss. If you have a great relationship and you change it around, maybe every car you have break down. Maybe if everything is going good at your job and your work, oh, your children are doing something they have no business doing. Okay, there is always something, but it's how you manage your valley. So now remember, your valley is the terrible things that happen to you. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with bad things that happen in your life? That's gonna determine how soon you reach your next peak, and remember every decision you make you guys I cannot emphasize this enough if you are a negative person and you steal from people and you lie you're you're only making your future worse without even knowing it because it all coincides together, and every decision you make that is positive, that has an impact on your future too. Now, I know you guys don't believe it, but your peaks and your valleys do coincide. So it matters how you conduct business. It matters how you treat people because it's a trickle down effect. You know that what goes around come around. All of that is a trickle down effect, you guys. Now, everything won't be perfect. And that's not to say that you could treat people right. You can be on top and people still won't be conniving. But listen. It won't last long. So, you guys, I just wanted to tell you about this book. Um, I picked up this book. Let me tell you another book that I picked up because I picked up three. I am a big reader. Uh, I always have, which is probably why I write children's books. Um, Dave Ramsey. I picked up his book, and let me tell you why I picked up his book there. Because, my gosh, the Dave Ramsey books are so freaking expensive online, and in Barnes & Noble, everywhere you go, I was like, no way, no sir cannot afford Dave Ramsey. Now, it it appears that Dave Ramsey gives pretty decent advice on money. So the book that I picked up is called Dave Ram- Ramsey, The Money Answer Book. Quick answers to your everyday financial questions. I haven't really... um read through this book, it looks like a quick read. I want to say it's about 150 pages. Another quick read. Originally, this book was 13. It's now on sale for 650. So I always like to look at last year editions or the year before, because then if it's something that I really want to read, I could pick up. So I picked this up again at the book exchange in um, Chesapeake. And the last book that I picked up And I'm going to let you guys know about the Dave Ramsey book because I am almost finished reading Peaks and Valleys. So I'm going to start on Dave Ramsey today. I have another book. It's called Hug Your Customers, The Proven Way to Personalize Sales and Achieve Astounding Results. This is by Jack Mitchell. I've never heard of them, I don't think, but let me read you the prologue that's in the back. The Mitchell family has created one of America's unique retail experiences executed by few. Their passion for the intimate relationship with the customer and the loyalty that is created has rarely been duplicated. Jack Mitchell captures the essence of this passion, delivers it to the reader in his book, Hug Your Customers. Hug Your Customer gives the business world proven techniques to ensure success for many generations pray your competition doesn't get this book. The Mitchell Method is simple, straightforward, and incredibly effective. Business people as well as consumers will benefit from lessons in building customer loyalty through service, caring, and quality merchandise demonstrated by this third generation family business. So you guys, this seemed to be an excellent book to hold on to your customers, which you guys remember, that's how Target uh really built their brand is treating their their customers like family, right? They wanted to be really intimate and were having quality products. This is why some people prefer Target over Walmart. Not that Target doesn't sell some of the Walmart products, but Target focused on um a level, you know, I'm trying to say this without, you know, being too rude. Um a level of quality merchandise. So let me say that. Okay, not that Walmart, um, don't carry some quality merchandise, but they built their reputation on being cheap, getting the same, um, item, cheaper, made cheaper. And you know, sometimes mm, you can destroy it a bit fast. So I'm just going to, and I'm going to read this book, gosh, T- today is Saturday. I'm going to try to finish day Ramsey today. So that Saturday evening, somewhere tonight, I can start reading to hug your customers and, uh. I'll bring back back this information to you guys on Monday and let you know what I think about these books. So one is Hug Your Customers by Jack Mitchell, Dave Ramsey, The Money Answer book. I think everybody needs some type of um, mentor. And it doesn't have to be a mentor where you're talking to them and you know, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have to be that type of mentor. But it needs to be where even if you pick up a book, they are mentoring you um, in the financial aspects that you would like to go. And I think Dave Ramsey, you know, he's all over YouTube. You guys can catch a few of his talks on YouTube, but I think the meat and bone is always in his books. And you guys, if you could pick up a book, even at a thrift store, if it's a Dave Ramsey, pick it up and read it. Um, at the book exchange, they have workbooks. They have all kinds of books, Dave Ramsey. So that's very important. I think we all can do better in our money situation, myself included. As I told you guys, you should always have some cash at your house, I save the minimum $500 because, you know, that's a good amount to pick up and go sleep in a motel, hotel for the night, grab some food, you know, you can do a few things with it until things get back under control, up to a $1,000, which I think you need at your house in case something happens to the business. I am aware that things happen, and maybe you have to go in your savings fund, even at home, you know, unexpected events. That's why, guys, you kind of want to separate your money. You know, when your tires blow, your engine might blow out. You want to be able to have that money set aside somewhere so that you can fix these things. And I think in one of the books that I read, the guy talked about having six cans. I believe it was the tra- Trash Man to Cash Man, which is a excellent book. His name is Myron Golden. Look at this, guys. I remembered his name so well, and I just read his book like two days ago. And I bought his book on Audible. I came across Myron Golden, the Trash Man to Cash Man. That is another excellent book because listen, he gets straight to the point. Get straight to the point, guys. Straight to the point, and I'm telling you guys this because you only have two type of friends: the ones that want to hang out and the ones that's doing what you're doing. The ones that's really trying to hustle and make it. And maybe you may not see them for a month, but when you do see them, you pick up like nothing has ever happened, like no time has ever lapsed, and you keep going because you're doing something constructive. And then you have the friends that oh only gone. You haven't called me. Where have you been? I haven't had anyone to gossip to. That's the friends you want to keep on the burner. They're not adding anything to your life, right? Okay. The people who's not adding anything to your life, if you don't have friends that motivate you to lift you up and keep you going, and if you can't motivate and lift them up, then maybe that's not the friend for you. If every time you see this friend, they got some gossip to tell you they're negative Nancy, you got to let them people go. I told you guys in my family, I have negative, negative Nancys. I simply do. I mean, I love my grandmother today, I think she is, uh, I love my grandmother to death, I think she is wonderful, I think she has a, a lot of knowledge, you know, she's been through a lot of things, but we can't agree on the same thing, my grandmother loves Trump, I don't, you know, what my grandmother perceive as positive, I don't even think is constructive criticism, you know, there are some people in your life where when you tell them about your life, they're really not excited to hear about your life because you didn't need them, Right? Or because they didn't have a hand in it. But a lot of our family members, when you're trying to do something more than what they did, the first thing you get is setbacks. So you got to be careful who you tell your dreams to. I tell people guard your dreams. I really mean that. I think that that was in think and grow rich. But now I see why it was guard your dreams. Some things you shouldn't tell people you should show them if this is where you're going instead of telling them show them so that they can see that this is something you're serious about when people get in real estate if people in their family haven't did real estate they think they're crazy they say you're gonna lose all your money right i say don't do it i remember you guys maybe it was about i don't know eight years ago and my husband and I was living in military housing. And at that time, you could have daycare, right? But you'd have to go through the military um, housing to get daycare. And I remember we called up my mother-in-law. This is when we, we used to speak way more than what we do now. And we told her about this business that we wanted to start. And listen, she went right into all the negative things that could happen all the lawsuits, the liability. I mean, she went right into everything that could happen to us. I mean, I was so discouraged after talking to her and getting her feedback. I didn't even want to do it. And I had no idea at the time that if it's really your dream, nobody could stop your dream. So that really wasn't my dream, but that was, or could have been a good source of income at the time for my husband and myself, something that we needed that I just put on the back burner and left it alone because his mother was so negative in it. I didn't even want to do it. i for real. I didn't want to do it. And this is coming from a woman who owns apartments. She have her own accounting business. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of liabilities that she may have to deal with, but some people like it and some people don't like it. I think it's all in how you manage it and what you do with it. That is the difference. So I want to tell you guys, keep your dreams to to yourself. Some of you guys got big mouths. You know, as soon as you want to do something, you want everybody to know that you're really trying to do it. Well, see, that's when I know you're not really trying to do it because you you're not out there getting it. You just want to talk about it. Another thing I want to tell you guys that was in a previous letter is a person saying, Family doesn't have to give you any money. Why be mad? Because family don't help you. Okay. So I think her name was Pamela. And I agree with you. Family does not have to give you a dime. That is their money. They worked hard for it. I agree. But let me just be honest. I have five children. If I see my children trying to do something and they've been working at it and working at it, and they didn't got it off the ground and, and It's a physical location, and I'm saying they're not just selling product out the trunk of their car, or they not on the corner hustling product. They are really trying to grind. They got... You, you know, they got employees and, you know, they're working a job, then I'm going to get up off my ass and I'm going to do all that I can to help my child. Now, that's just me. That doesn't mean people in your family are going to help you move up. But let me tell you, when when you start getting some money, they might not have wanted to give you no money. But when you start getting some money, they're going to ask you for some money, honey. You I can guarantee you that whether it's to pay their rent to get some groceries, it's going to be to do something. Nobody want to help you when you're going up that ladder, but a few people who may have the same dream you have. So I'm telling you, you're right. Don't get mad at your family because they have every right to say no. I think it's a shame, though, that when people see younger people in their family trying to do something with their life, if they have the funds, they don't step in and help. And that doesn't mean you have to help all the time. Maybe you could give a small donation, $500. Maybe you could do one for a thousand. You don't have to do 10 and 20,000 um, to help your family members. But I think that's what family is for. Family should be to help you when you're down, love you when nobody else do, and, and give you the hard, constructive criticism that you need to keep your footing. That's my personal opinion. I am well aware. That family don't help. Okay, My family did not help me. I didn't have one family member that reached out. Not even um, to, to pass out a flyer. To give out a business card. Nothing. And that's okay. That's okay. Because if you depend on God. You don't have to depend on nobody else. So I fall back on God. And you guys know. That if you listen to me. This is who I fall on, God. All my trust and my faith is in God. I don't have trust in man at all. I know people will tell you what they're going to do and they don't. I had a gentleman come by my store and um, he, had, he came across a lot of beauty supplies like far as fixtures and stuff. And it was in a, um, a storage unit. But I guess the people lost the storage unit. And of course, he came by to sell the fixtures. And I'm down to buy any fixture. But listen, this man was lying every week. Every week he was coming to bring something. Every week. Was it discouraging? Yes. But my faith lies in the Lord. So, after the first three days, I I never bothered the man no more. Because if you really have something to sell, I shouldn't have to hunt you down to buy it from you. If you really have product that you say, you would be bringing it to me. Honey, put your faith in God. And move on. Now, I'm going to also tell you, um, there was a young lady that talked about grants. Or let me say, she asked me about grants and she's on my Instagram. I want to say her name is Soleil. I don't know, but it's something like that. And I just saw her message yesterday. And um, she said that she listened to my podcast and where could she get some grants from? Okay, so listen to this, guys. I give you a lot of information and I want to say to you, Soleil, I I think maybe I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, I apologize. But in some of my previous podcasts, I talk about grants and where you can go and get grants. I don't have that paper in front of me right now and I would probably have to look for the paper even at home, but um, type in grants for small businesses, type in grants for Um, type in grants for black women-owned businesses, type in, type in grants for black women, type in grants for rural location, because they have grants for rural locations. Um, go through SBA, you know, go through grants.gov, which a lot of people do go there. But listen, if you're not familiar with grants.gov, I would tell you have somebody that's a professional, somebody you can pay that that has that has more skills than you do and can get you to grant uh quicker than you can um there's lots of ways you can get grants lots of ways you can even get grants for small businesses local businesses in your area you could take up donations you could go to the businesses in your location and see if they want to help out your business if they want to donate anything to your business whether it's monetary whether it's some fixtures that you need because they have to do write-off every business have to do write-offs anyway when they are trying to save money so it's good to go to these places and uh see if they want to make any donation or contribution to your business, and that could be in the form of training. I mean, you know, maybe they have people, it doesn't always have to be monetary, you guys, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but like Target, you can go to some of the executives and see if they have anybody that's willing to donate their time in training about marketing, about POS systems. I mean, you're able to do this. So when you guys clack back and say, hey, where can I get this? Where can I get that? Is all in you looking for the information too, okay? I will give you all the information that I have, but you have to listen back through the podcast. It's on one of the podcasts because on one of these podcasts, and I don't think it says grants. I'm talking about loans and grants and and things that I use in the very beginning. In the very, very beginning. Also, go to your banks. I believe Truist Bank is one of those banks where if you open up a business, Um, checking account, then you have the advantage, I think, after a year is to get business credit. I'll also tell you, go through Square. I mean, listen, if you're using Square and you're trying to open a business, use Square now because they give you loans. Essentially free money, not that free. You have to pay back, but you don't have to physically pay them back. You're paying back through your sales channel. You know, go through PayPal. I mean, you could get money from PayPal and Square from 1,000 to I think 10 or 20,000. It's something like that. Anyway, it's based on your sales and what you make. So I suggest you look at those avenues and they typically loan you what they know you can pay back. So they're not going to give you a ridiculous loan that you can't pay back. So that's something to look at. Look at Divvy, D-I-V-V-Y. I mean, there's so many places to look at. But if you're not getting on your computer, that's how I know you're not getting on your computer actually looking. Because if you was, you would find some of the same things that I find, if not more. You have to do your due diligence, guys. You have to. This is why so many people they're not giving out their vendors. They're not giving out anything. You know, they're making you look for it. They're only giving you places and things that maybe they have seen. And that's it. They're not giving out everything. And if they're not giving out everything, guys, then that's that's why I suggest you do your own due diligence. And it's nothing wrong with helping somebody, but there's something else when you have to do too much. Nobody wants to do too much for you for free. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Nobody. I think I give out a lot of free information because I was one of those people where um, I wanted help. I was asking people, and uh, a couple of ladies helped me get started. Okay, everything else that I found, I have found on my own. I have did the research through watching YouTube videos, looking on Google, uh, talking to experts, reading books. I mean, I've did it all. by vendor list. I have did it all. You guys all and as matter of fact i have a list that i received from another young lady that i'm going to be putting on my instagram for people who need lashes if you need hair there's a couple of um people that this young lady use that's in china that's you know pretty good quality and guys team up with other hair stores you know i know you might be a business but you know you a small p in the scheme of things um Team up with people who have other businesses and find out who they people are. Maybe you could send them money, order hair through them. You know, it's, it's a win-win situation when we can help each other, you guys. Don't be so big for your britches that you don't want to help somebody else grow. You know what I mean? Grow and pass on the information. Okay, you guys. So really, I want to talk about the books. And I answered a few questions where people have sent me through Instagram, email, or either text message. me text message me you guys today is saturday it is 8 42 i've been talking for 32 minutes Woo! okay you guys i am tired i'll talk to you guys again on monday you guys have a great weekend and enjoy the sunshine bye